Hi, I'm Diana Penuncial, Associate Editor of American Libraries, the magazine of the American Library Association, and this is Call Number with American Libraries. ALA's 2022 Annual Conference and Exhibition is almost here. In less than two weeks, we'll be together again, in person, in Washington, D.C. In this episode, we've got you covered on recommendations for visiting the nation's capital for this year's gathering. First, I speak with Carla Hayden, Librarian of Congress and 2003-2004 ALA President, who chat about her favorite place to eat in the area and which museum she thinks all library workers should visit when they're in town. Next, ALA staffers offer conference tips for your trip, from what to pack, to how to stay organized, to what to bring back. Finally, Sally Ann Price, Associate Editor of American Libraries, interviews Andy Shalal. He's the founder of Busboys and Poets, a DC-based chain that's part restaurant, bookstore, and community gathering place. Shalal talks about how he's created a space where art, culture, and politics collide intentionally. But first, a word from our sponsor. As a member of the American Library Association, you're committed to providing the best reading for the largest number at the least cost. Geico thinks that last part should apply to you too. That's why when you go to geico.com slash disc slash ALA, call 1-800-368-2734 or contact your local Geico agent for a fast, no obligation quote, you could save even more with a special discount when you mention you're a member of the ALA. And be sure to ask how GEICO could help you with homeowners and renters insurance, plus coverage for your motorcycle, boat, RV, and more. With GEICO, it's easy to bundle your policies to make it easy for you and to help you save even more money. So don't wait. Go to geico.com slash D-I-S-C slash A-L-A, call 1-800-368-2734, or contact your local GEICO agent for a fast, no-obligation quote now. Carla Hayden is the current Librarian of Congress. I talked to her ahead of annual conference about her recommendations of sites to see and places to eat in Washington, D.C. ALA is back hosting annual conference in person for the first time since the pandemic hit and also back in Washington, D.C. So are you excited to see everyone again? I'm always excited attend annual and midwinter ALA conferences. Many of my colleagues the Library Congress had to invent our program to surface so it'll be wonderful to get back together in person to hear how we've adapted and come through stronger, I'm sure. And just have that fellowship. And so what are you most looking forward to doing or seeing at annual this year? Of course the exhibits and the being at the convention center and being around other librarians and people who love libraries and meeting authors and just going to the programs. There are going to be so many great programs. And I have to say that and do a little plug, the Library of Congress is going to have, uh, I'll be there on Friday, uh, June the 24th from 530 to 630 just to meet at our exhibit, the Library of Congress exhibit, and also 
we're going to have an open house at the Library of Congress, and we're really excited about inviting everyone to see a wonderful exhibit that we have about our photography collection. There's going to be special programming and that open house on Saturday from 5 to 8 p.m., where you get to see all types of things. So we're inviting everybody to come in. That's Saturday from 5 to 8 p.m., open house, and you'll have uh, an opportunity to meet the librarians from all of the different departments, some of the uh, people who work with the Veterans History Project. We've been doing a lot of outreach during this past several years during the pandemic with libraries of all types. And so it'll be nice to actually put faces to the people we've been programming with remotely at this time, too. What are some must-do activities or must-see sites for librarians this year when they uh, come down and visit? One of the things that makes Washington so special is the number of memorials and museums on the National Mall. You can, of course, go to the Martin Luther King Memorial, the World War II Memorial, all of the diff the new Eisenhower, uh, the Y.D. Eisenhower uh, Memorial. So all of the memorials that really give you the Vietnam Memorial, all of those, uh, just give you such a depth and breadth of history and remembrance. And then just the, some new things that people might not have had a chance to see. It just opened in June, a new Latino gallery. And it's going to be the first exhibit of the Smithsonian's National Museum of the American Latino. And it's going to be at the National Museum of American History on the Mall. So this is this is something special that's just going to be open. And then the Arts and Industries Building of Smithsonian has an exhibition called Futures, and I think all librarians need to try to visit that because it's got interactive technology, artwork, and of course the National Museum of African American History and Culture. Yeah, that that museum and has also rotating exhibits and a new one that I think we all need to get hip to. It's called Represent Hip Hop Photography. And so that's an and then of course for librarians and people who love the word, Planet Word. Now that museum is new too. And it's not far from the convention center. Planet Word. It's got interactive exhibits that bring words and language to life. You can learn about libraries and songwriting. I must say, as a librarian, I'm very jealous of Planet Word. <laughs> Some of the exhibits that are bringing words to life in fun ways are things that we could possibly, and that's something to think about, especially with children's rooms and young adult spaces, and we can learn a lot from seeing how they display things in Planet Word. So it's definitely, you don't make anything else, I would say, I would really encourage you just take a brief walk from the convention center to Planet Word. And non-library related, um, what's something else you love to do in Washington? Well, of course, eating. And Washington has some wonderful, wonderful areas that feature 
different cultures and their food, and there's a new dining destination, they call it, at the wharf on the southwest waterfront. All kinds of things that you can just experiment with from different cultures, but you have fine dining, casual cafes, and it's just a short walk from the waterfront metro station. And that's another wonderful thing about D.C., the metro. That can take you up to the zoo. It can take you everywhere. So, of course, you can always look at Washingtonian Magazine, and they have several features on the best places, the most interesting places to eat, and most of them are not on the mall. So um, put us in the shoes of Dr. Hayden for an afternoon. Um, Where do you like to go on a lunch break or, or for a coffee break? Oh, I like to go to the wharf because it really has, you can get such a diverse culinary experience. So one day you can get French and the next Filipino and the next Mexican. So the wharf really gives you a sense of the world, and it's also not that far from the mall and other things, too. So I would go to the wharf. The number one pick in terms of food is a place called La Diplomat, and it's French. I'm a little partial to that. And it's just like a French bistro. You feel like you're in Paris. Do you have a message for anyone who's attending annual this year? This year, when we're back together in person again, I hope we appreciate the opportunities that we have when we are together for the casual conversations, for renewing our partnerships, for renewing our sense of community as a library profession, and that we come out of this renewal even stronger, because we have a lot of things that we can offer the public and the people we serve. And here's another word from our sponsor. As a member of the American Library Association, you're committed to providing the best reading for the largest number at the least cost. Geico thinks that last part should apply to you too. That's why when you go to geico.com slash disc slash ALA, call 1-800-368-2734 or contact your local Geico agent for a fast, no obligation quote, you could save even more with a special discount when you mention you're a member of the ALA. And be sure to ask how Geico could help you with homeowners and renters insurance, plus coverage for your motorcycle, boat, RV, and more. With Geico, it's easy to bundle your policies to make it easy for you and to help you even save even more money. So don't wait. Go to geico.com slash D-I-S-C slash A-L-A, call 1-800-368-2734, or contact your local Geico agent for a fast, no-obligation quote now. It'll be my first time attending annual this year, and perhaps it'll be yours too. Whether you're a seasoned conference veteran or a newbie like me, ALA staffers have tips for conquering annual like a pro. I'm Tina Coleman, ALA's membership marketing specialist. 
my top tips for annual. Wear comfortable shoes and keep a snack in your bag. Definitely do not put yogurt in your backpack in the morning thinking you'll eat it later. Then discover it late in the evening after a full day of sessions, meetings, and receptions. And wonder if it's safe to eat the yogurt. Do not eat that yogurt. Hi, this is Jamie Santoro, Senior Acquisitions Editor with ALA Editions, and here are my top tips for annual. Download the Metro app before heading out to DC. You can get almost anywhere on the train in short order. For example, you can catch a yellow line at Reagan Washington Airport and be at the Convention Center in 20 minutes. When you set up your out-of-office message, mention that you will be attending the conference and that you are interested in saying hello in person to fellow attendees. It may lead to some productive face-to-face meetings at the event. These are Tara Dankowski's patented travel tips. Um, Number one, I swear by the Rick Steves method of opting for a carry-on suitcase. I know it's tempting to want to check a bag so you can bring home all the ARCs, but I find that bringing a carry-on means you pick only your favorites and you think more sustainably about swag. But if you really want to bring home souvenirs, this is what you can do. You can bring an expandable carry-on, which will extend your suitcase by a few inches, and just check it with the airline for only the return trip, because we all know it's better to lose your luggage when you're heading back to your hometown. Uh, Tip number two, public transportation. Most of the cities ALA goes to has great train or light rail systems that go from the airport to downtown, saves you money, saves you time, and it's good for the planet. Again, this is where the carry-on comes in handy. That will be much easier to manage on the metro. And increasingly, you can stash transit payments in your phone with Google Pay or Apple Wallet, so you don't have to worry about finding a kiosk. And lastly, tip number three, breakfast. The most important meal of your long conference day. However, I like to avoid those long, long lines that form at all of the local coffee shops within a five-block radius of the convention center. So usually what I'll do, I'll make my first cup of coffee in my hotel room, or I'll buy like a jug of some good retail cold brew and store it in my hotel fridge. And I'll bring a box of granola bars or energy bars in my suitcase. Um, Not the hard, crunchy ones that turn into sawdust, but the sticky, bendy ones that keep their shape. And definitely bring a reusable water bottle so you can hydrate during the day. Boom. Hi, this is Associate Editor Sally Ann Price. My first conference travel tip is meant to help you avoid leaving annual with stacks of loose business cards when you get home. To help connect a name to a face to a library, I like to take photos of the people I meet and close-ups of their conference badges with all of their info. Second, and I'm not always great about this myself, but definitely try to get out of the convention center and experience something local. After talking to Andy Shalal at Busboys and Poets for this podcast, I'm definitely going to try to hit one of their D.C. locations for a meal and some live poetry. Hi, I'm Carrie Smith, Editorial and Advertising Associate with American Libraries, and my tip for annual is microtransit. Washington, D.C. has bike and scooter share, both of which are great alternatives to taxis, Ubers, Lyfts, and all the other fossil fuel burning things. And they are wonderful ways to see parts of the city that you wouldn't otherwise get to see. Enjoy. Hi, everyone. This is Sanhita Sonori, editor and publisher of American Libraries Magazine. Aside from the usual conference tips, such as wearing good shoes, hydrating, and packing lots of snacks, my advice would be the following. One, 
try to get out to at least one good place to eat or have coffee. Two, make time for the exhibit hall to pick up an arc or two. Three, buy a souvenir for your kids if applicable. Even if it's just a pencil with the city name on it, my kids are thrilled. And finally, whatever you do, do not ask Tina Coleman for food. Have a great conference, everyone, and we'll see you soon. And here's some special pieces of advice from a couple of kiddos about conference. My advice when she goes to conference is that she does boring stuff and walks. My advice when my mom goes to conference is that she makes magazines. When my mom goes to conferences, my advice for her is to bring me back souvenirs. And finally, my tip for you. Listen to your fellow conference attendees' sage advice. It could spare you from expired dairy. Thanks again to our sponsor for this episode, GEICO. As a member of the American Library Association, you're committed to providing the best reading for the largest number at the least cost. GEICO thinks that last part should apply to you, too. That's why when you go to geico.com D-I-S-C slash A-L-A, call 1-800-368-2734 or contact your local GEICO agent for a fast, no-obligation quote, you could save even more with a special discount when you mention you're a member of the A-L-A. And be sure to ask how GEICO could help you with homeowners and renters insurance, plus coverage for your motorcycle, boat, RV, and more. With GEICO, it's easy to bundle your policies to make it easy for you and help you save even more money. So don't wait. Go to geico.com D-I-S-C slash A-L-A, call 1-800-368-2734, or contact your local GEICO agent for a fast, no-obligation quote now. Thanks again to GEICO for sponsoring our episode. For our final interview, associate editor Sally Ann Price chats with Andy Shalal, founder of Busboys and Poets, a restaurant in D.C. that combines art, culture, and politics with good food and community. So first of all, what makes Busboys and Poets different from other restaurants or gathering places? Well, uh, from a librarian's perspective, we have bookstores <laughs> at each one of our locations. So we have nine locations. We have nine different bookstores uh, across the DMV. Uh, we are a, a, a gathering space more than a restaurant. We have a great restaurant, great food. We also are a gathering place where people come together and have meetings and conversations and discussions. Like two nights ago, we had Funny Arabs, a comedy uh, thing with the uh, Arab comedians. Tonight, we have an LGBTQ outspoken. It's an open mic for, for women, trans and cis women and others and allies. And so that's going to be an exciting event tonight. Uh, we have events every single day and every single night uh, that gather people and bring them together to be able to, you know, break bread and, and, and connect with people that otherwise they may not have the opportunity to connect with and learn from one another. So we are a place where art and culture and politics come together and collide intentionally uh, creating sparks that I think help to enhance the community and make it a better place to live for all.
And you did say for our audience of library workers, the bookstore aspect and the engagement with authors are obviously a big draw. Were books yeah, and huge. authors always sent always central to the Busboys and Poets mission? Authors have always been very central to the mission. I, I've always thought, you know, when I opened Busboys and Poets, I wanted to believe that I think people that live in this country are oftentimes making judgments and decisions based on misinformation or lack of information. And if we were to create uh, spaces that allow them to learn and be able to expand their mind and expand their uh, perspective on the other, then we can create a better world. And that was kind of the intention behind it. So we have great authors that come uh, through Busboys and Poets. We've had everyone from Harry Belafonte to Angela Davis to Amy Goodman, Michael Eric Dyson, Nikki Giovanni, y you name it. I mean, poets and authors and writers of all uh, stripes and, and backgrounds have come through Busboys and Poets. It's been, it's been a great journey. If I understand correctly, you established the first Busboys and Poets location in 2005. That's has correct. The mission or, has the mission or experience evolved <clears throat> since then? Every location we open, we learn, and we expand it to fit the community that we're in. Uh, so we try to create events and programs that the community that we're in wants to have those events. So we may do more arts events in one community, more political events in another community, more environmental issues in another community, and so on. But overall, the mission really hasn't uh, hasn't veered very far. We're also a, a place, we're known as a place where racial and cultural connections are consciously uplifted, a place where, you know, people from different backgrounds, like I mentioned, can come together and inter interact with others from other backgrounds other than themselves. We tend to, you know, most restaurants tend to be kind of a, a certain kind of person goes there because uh, it depends on the price points, it depends on the where it's located and so on. We tend to have a huge variety. So if you want to come in and just have a glass of water and a cup of coffee, you're more than welcome to stay for hours. Or if you want to come and have a full meal with wine and everything else, you're also welcome to stay. So it, it gives opportunities that otherwise you wouldn't be able to get in such a setting. I was curious about that, too, because I saw that that's, that inclusion is so central to the mission. And I think a lot of places would like to be more inclusive. So I was wondering how you how you kind of accomplish that, maybe through policies or programs. Sure. I think I think uh, obviously you have to be intentional about it, you know, and, and it's, it's, it's not enough to say I want to have it. Uh, you have to really set the stage so that people that aren't normally welcomed in spaces, public spaces, feel very much at home. So, you know, everything from the people you hire to the way you present to the art, the music, the food, everything else kind of comes together to fit uh, the uh, openness of the space. Uh, and, of course, the events and the programs that we do, which are varied and, you know, everything from immigrant rights to LGBTQ rights to racial uh, conversations that we have on a monthly basis, uh, you name it. So any kind of event and social issue that we're dealing with today the gun violence issue, for instance, we'll be having events around that. Uh, any kind of issue we're dealing with today, any current topic, we are we take the lead in um, in creating an environment where people come together and have these conversations. And you know, it's and sometimes you know, I mean, obviously these conversations happen all over the place, oftentimes at think tanks and academic settings. But we provide an alternative for people to come there and have a glass of wine and be eating something and listening to a program. Uh, it's less intimidating more open and more inclusive so you don't have to come like be the smartest person in the room in order for you to arrive you can be anybody who doesn't know anything about the issue 
and you're just having lunch and you, or, or, or dinner and you can be listening to something and learn something, go home and learn more and, and, uh, and get more excited about an issue. And as we think about kind of the evolution over the years, I'm curious how Busboys and Poets has weathered uh, pandemic-era restrictions on in-person gatherings, and I bet you're so relieved to be coming out of that. We are absolutely relieved. We are a gathering place, so by definition, we were like, you know, ground zero for, for, uh, for spreading viruses, so we don't want to do that, obviously. So we moved into uh, online, uh, like many other organizations did. We we were doing the Zoom. Um, it's called. Uh, it used to be called the Friday um, Busboys and Friends, and we invited some of the top authors, you know, of our time uh, to be able to have conversations. So every every Friday at 6 p.m., I was having a conversation for an hour with somebody really interesting and famous, someone like Michael Moore, or someone like Angela Davis, or someone like Harry Belafonte, or someone like. Amy Goodman or people like that, uh, we were having conversations with them. So it was really, really cool. And I would ask, is there anything exciting coming up or is there something um, coming up this summer that you're most excited about? Well, you know, our our anniversary comes up in September, uh, September the 7th, and we already have Angela Davis is going to be here. She's been a friend and someone that's really supported uh, us and our mission for a long, long time. So she'll be here as one of the, um, the guests uh, for an event. Uh, we're not sure what that event will look like, but it's going to be something really cool, I'm sure. Uh, and we'll have music and we'll have dancing and we'll have all that. You know, she'll also be here to sign books. I mean, we, we continue to do lots of uh, poetry programs that we are really excited about. Our poetry programs have become, uh, you know, kind of um, an important stop for many poets as they go through the circuit uh, throughout the United States and throughout the world. Busboys and Poets has become a focal point for many of these poets. We're really enhancing our comedy also. Comedy is a great way to break the ice and, and talk about issues that are difficult, um, and that's been extremely successful. Uh, so we'll continue a series of that, and we are uh, restarting our series on, on, on race conversations, which is obviously something that's not going to go away anytime soon. And we want to make sure that we continue the conversation with our community and, and allow them to express their feelings, their opinions, their ideas, and share them with others and listen from others as well. Yeah, lots of lots of great events. We have a website, of course, that lists all the events on there. I tend to, you know, the events are so many and so varied and so good. I, I personally don't know what all the events that are coming up, so I look every week and try to figure out what events I want to attend just because, you know, I have limited time, obviously, like everyone else. But we have a newsletter that we send out online, of course, every week on, on, a, on Monday. Uh, you can sign up on it by going to busboysandpoets.com and you'll get like one blast a week that tells you what the events are coming up for that particular week. And what should a first-time visitor expect or is there something they should definitely not miss while they're at Busboys and Poets? Well, you should definitely not miss a poetry event. I mean, we have poetry almost every single night in one of our locations. So there's always uh, an opportunity to be able to catch a poetry uh, program. So I highly recommend that. I highly recommend browsing through the bookstore and remembering that, you know, uh, we're not Amazon. We we can't give you a 40% discount like Amazon does, but we provide a venue. We provide a space and we bring in authors. So please support independent bookstores. So I want that on the top of people's minds. Our food is, is, is great and we offer a variety for every kind of palate and every kind of restriction, dietary restriction that people may have, whether it's gluten-free, whether it's vegan, vegetarian, you name it. 
we have uh, lots of variety of all all these types of foods because we did want to be an inclusive place on all levels. You know, make sure that you um, you take in an event. You know, look on the on the, on the website and see there could be a great author that's stopping in. Could be a great like tonight, for instance, we have the LGBTQ uh, event that's taking place. That's going to probably have a few hundred people. It's sold out already, but it'll be in one of our locations. And I'm looking forward to going to that one, for instance. But you know, I think I think the easiest thing is to is to advise people check the website, see what events are happening, and try to uh, you know schedule your first visit around an event that you think might be really fun to to partake. And that website's going to be busboysandpoets.com, where I'm seeing That's an correct. event tab with lots of lots of options. That brings me to my last question: Is do you have a favorite menu item? You know, I try not to. Pick a favorite menu item because part of my job is is I'm quality control uh, <laughs> uh, at some level. So I try to uh, to try different things um, all, all the time. I I try to gravitate as much as possible to more vegetarian options. We have one of my favorite dishes is um, is beans and rice. Uh, and it's a, it's wild rice and beans and a fresh avocado and a, um, a pico de gallo. Uh, and it's nice. It's like just mildly spicy, but it's really good, really healthy. Next episode, we're sharing author interviews with past Newbery Medal winners in honor of the award centennial anniversary. We'd like to know what Newbery Medal winning book is your favorite and why? Email us your answer at callnumber at ala.org or leave us a voicemail at 312-280-4216 and your submission could be featured in our next episode. Is there a story or topic you'd love to hear us cover? Reach out and let us know. We welcome feedback and we hope to hear from you soon. Thanks for listening.